The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 80 podcast and i am one of your hosts and my name is jimmy and with me as always is the other host of the show Tech. aloha jimmy aloha and on this <laughs> podcast we celebrate classic iconic tv shows as we break them down one episode at a time what we do tech as you know mm-hmm. we take this episode we grab it we break its ass down we snap its ass we find out it's getting married but not in the way that we want because we're angry about a trophy while trying to whore out Dorothy for a discount of flowers. <laughs> All for you, the <laughs> listeners. Today's yeah. episode, we look at The Golden Girls, Season 6, Episode 14, entitled Sister of the Bride. Mm. If you haven't watched this episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might make it a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Golden Girls is available to stream on Hulu. Who knew? Hulu. Hmm. Ah, yeah, so how was your week? Ah, uh, let's see here. Um, it was fine. It was morning, kind of chatting, you know what I'm saying? Nice. I like the way you put thought into that shit, so I didn't seem mm-hmm. like you were just saying it. I know. That's awesome. Yeah. So you didn't do nothing? Oh, no, it was just a normal week. Just worked. Um, did no, you? No, I did not work it. <laughs> hmm. No. No prospects? Uh, no. Well, hmm. that's not 100% true. Oh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So there's a prospect, so you might be working it. Well, I mean. Even if it's via te- so, FaceTime, it counts, man. So there's this uh, woman I was talking to back in Florida before I left, and mm-hmm. uh, conversations were going very well, and then things would potentially maybe go somewhere we didn't know. Oh, damn. And then, uh, but then unfortunately I had to move here. Um and so we talked a little bit. Fortunately, uh, unfortunately, because there's good parts about living there. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so we went for a little while where we did talk, even though I was up here. Um, mm-hmm. And then it kind of went silent for a little while. Oh, shit. And then um, earlier this week, she kind of hit me up out of nowhere. I assumed maybe she started dating someone, and so I didn't want to impose, so I just kind of left it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like, nope, I haven't dated a single person. Nope. Still single. Damn. Still just working. Did know. she say why she hadn't talked to you? No, I didn't ask. It wasn't oh, gonna be okay. like, well, then where the fuck, where the fuck you been? I've been kind of rude. She gonna come up and visit? I don't know. We're we're just kind of you know re getting acquainted again. So it's it's been fun. It's been really nice. Very so, nice. It's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> How often are you talking to her? Uh, we've been talking two or three days straight now. So oh, I mean, it's been nice. off and on. It's not like constantly all day or anything. But is she on Marco Polo or no? Um, no. No, no. I've been try. I try to get people on Marco. For those of you listening, for those of you listening, everybody's listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> me and Tech love Marco Polo. It's such a great app. Um, we're not sponsored by him by any stretch, but it's basically <laughs> like video texting. And what's great mm-hmm. about it is if you're talking to each other and you're both online, then mm-hmm. you can watch the video live as they're recording it, and mm-hmm. then you can respond right away in real time. Or 
if they send you one and you're not available, then it just sits there just like a text message until you happen to watch it. And then you send one, they don't have to necessarily be online. So it's free to yeah. use and it's an awesome app. Me and tech both love it. So yeah, we've been using, Oh, we've been on Marco like, Polo for long years time. before yeah, that it was yeah. glide and glide just yeah, couldn't handle great. us. You know, I, know. <laughs> I don't remember why we switched, but, um, cause glide was glitchy as hell. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, we've been using those. <sighs> I mean, that's how I talk to the people I talk to the most, like is you and like mm-hmm. Ron. Yeah. And it's both. It's with Polo. <laughs> like, yep. that's it. It's yeah, I don't think ta- if Tack texts me, it's because either he's working and he can't send yeah. a Polo or it's, it's a file like, that he's going to send or something like. Or usually sometimes it's like time sensitive. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it's hard right, to yeah. like, you know, so I'm gonna be like, hey, and usually the text says, hey, check your Polo. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and sometimes it'll be, hey, check your polo, but, you know, make sure you have your AirPods in. Oh, make sure you're yeah, not around your family. Because Jimmy likes to watch my polos around his family. And yeah. there's been a couple of times where I'll say something really embarrassing. And then I didn't know that he's listening to it in his car with his wife and yeah. all three children listening along with it. Like it's yeah. a fucking sing-along fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> Like when you had the dream about your dog, it's fucking gross too, man. Jimmy, dude, <laughs> dude. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought I was gonna say something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Will that person will listen? <sighs> well, like I'll be sending you a, a polo, like Jimmy. You ever have it where you get that rash? And it's like right there. And let me show you in polo. And you tell me if it looks like what you had last month. You know, and then what do you think? And then the polo back will be like an awkward look on his face. And then his whole family behind him just looking in the camera. Like, I'm like, hey. So check it out. When you hold your balls like this, it kind of looks like a flower made of flesh. <laughs> flesh flower. <laughs> Look at monkey brain, Jimmy. Yeah. Monkey brains. <laughs> oh, anyway. Can you see my class ring? Sorry. This is going south if you catch what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look at my, look at this cheeseburger. Sorry. This is what? stupid. It's cheeseburger. <laughs> oh. So dumb. Anyway, how was your week? And mine was good. Mine wasn't too bad. Um, Father's Day this weekend. Indeed, so we should have indeed. said it last week, but we missed it. I apologize. So uh, off to all of you dads out there or all of you guys that are acting dads, you know, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. How do you like like they're in a play and they're acting like well, a no, dad? like there's some people that aren't biological dads. Oh, I see what you're you saying. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Like those sure, dads sure. by choice. That's that's a, yeah. that takes a different kind of dad. You know what I mean, so indeed. <clears throat> so I want to make yep. sure they're included. So yeah, happy Father's Day, everybody. Happy Father's Day. You know, I did something for Father's Day for myself. What's that? That's it. That's it. That's all. Oh, no. That's one of those things you can't tell us about? <laughs> no. Um, oh. So what I did, now I, I had to set up, luckily I was able to do this on payments, on a payment plan. Okay. But I finally bought myself, haven't gotten it yet, still, it's still on, on order. Oh, is it one of those things that, that kind of look like a flashlight? No. Oh. <laughs> no. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're not on Polo. <laughs> no, I, I ordered myself my first dad chair. Really? That's it's something you didn't even tell me. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. What kind did you order? Like what style? What kind? I don't know. I mean, how do you like, 
with like Easy Boy, Easy Boy is that an La- Easy Lazy Boy, Lazy Boy Five Thousand or something you like that. You can order those know. online. No, I don't know. It's, well, yeah, you can order recliners online. Yeah, huh, I, mm-hmm. I don't know the brand name. I can't remember, but it was on clearance through uh, Walmart, like <clears throat> the app, like you know, okay. where you order it. You know, it was in clearance from seven hundred marked down to like two hundred and something. Is it Klarna? That was used. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know, but um, it's black and because I like black, everything is black in my house, and um. I don't think it's leather, but I think it's like a pleather or something. I don't okay. know, but, but yeah, I'm excited. Um, yeah, it nice. even has like massage functions and stuff like that. And, right on. And cup holders, which I'm more excited about cup holders. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, so it'll be my first dad recliner. I've never yeah. had one before. So. We've got a, a sofa and a love seat, and both of them have recliners built into them. And it's just, it's so nice. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. Pretty much no matter where you sit, it's got a recliner. This will make me sound old. <laughs> But the way I sit on my couch, it's really starting to mess with my right hip. Okay. So why don't you sit on the other side? Well, I thought about that, but it's my side of the couch. I like the side of the couch. It sounds like you But don't. it's affecting my hip. So okay. my hip doesn't like it. And so occasionally I have to like, because I kind of lay sideways, like on my right. side, if that makes sense. Like yeah. you sit like on, you know, and it kind of messes well, with my right hip. I mean, I've so heard... Now, I've heard a lot of people say that your hips don't lie. Just, just saying. <laughs> so. <laughs> so now this way, at least I'll be forced to like actually be like in a sitting straight position. Makes sense. So I think it'll be better. And a lot of times my hip will hurt and then I'll like straighten out as if I'm sitting in a recliner and it feels so much better. Until you but come home and you're still sitting it. in it and you don't want to move. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, occasionally my son will sit in my side of the couch and you know, when I'm not there or not using right. it, whatever. And uh, he's always been good. I was like, can I have my seat, please? And he's always been good about always getting up and moving. Um, and uh, and I don't feel bad about it because I'm the dad, and that's just how things are. Yeah, well, in our house, we have assigned seats, kind of. Yeah. My daughter always sits in the same spot. My wife sits in the same spot. So, like, when my wife is working, because her, her work desk is in the living room, <clears throat> um, I sit in her spot. It's not a big deal. But as soon as she turns her power her, her laptop off and she's done, I get up and I move to my spot. <laughs> yeah, so in this way, when I get the chair, then he gets my spot on the couch. Very nice. So, That's cool. Yeah, see how that works. <clears throat> a little tier system. Yeah. So we um, we had an interesting time right before this, right before recording this. We did. We did. Yeah, we talked to uh, to our good friend Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may know Ben from the Facebook. Excuse me, from our Facebook group, he's the rock star that's always posting funny shit on there. <laughs> yeah. um, ben Feed, I think his last name is, right? We didn't confirm with him, but hopefully we're saying it right. Yeah. Yeah, so it was an interesting conversation we had with Ben. He had contacted us and, and said it might be a good idea to do one um, to celebrate Gay Pride Month. So we yeah. agreed, we did it. And so he had suggested this episode. And in all fairness, he was saying, you know, it didn't have to be that episode. You know, it's just, that's one, that's the first episode that came to mind, so... We had never seen it, so it sounded like yeah. a good episode to us. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we had a nice long conversation with him, and uh turns out we have a lot more in common than we originally thought. That's yeah, how I felt. Indeed. Yeah. And uh, you'll hear snippets from that um, interview and conversation um, at the second break. Yes, for sure. And so, if you want to hear the whole interview, that's going to be up over on Patreon. Yes. So, so. I thought that was fun. I thought it was interesting. Indeed. So, <clears throat> so I'm looking forward to hearing that at our mid-show break. While you're mm-hmm. doing gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 exhausted. <laughs> <laughs>
And I think we yeah. need to take a break. I didn't want to say anything because yeah. I just get done talking about my hip. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. And them hips don't lie. Nope. Nope. Sure don't. So, all right. So why don't we take our first break? And then yeah. when we come back, uh, we're gonna we're gonna dive into this. Mm, okay. So we'll be back. Hey, Gen Xers, get the news and podcasts that matter to you on Rediscover the 80s. Each week, hosts Jason and Wyatt deliver two shows that will connect you with the past. First, listen to the 80s weekly newscast with retro pop culture headlines from the world of movies. They are actually trying to reboot The Naked Gun with Liam Neeson. Streaming. Transformers Earth Spark. What did you think, man? It looked interesting, but it looks like it's another spin-off of the uh, Risky Bots. Collectibles and more. They made Tina Turner into a Barbie. Then listen to Memory Jogger, featuring memories from the 80s and early 90s. We're going to spin the old randomizer tonight. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's spin it. <laughs> Ooh, a big one. Transformers and GoBots. Star Wars. Ooh, we might be here a while. <laughs> Robin Ooh. Williams. What a tribute. Yeah, Robin Williams. Ooh, oh, grandparents. grandparents. Michael, Michael J. J. Fox. PSA commercials. PSA commercials. Ooh, okay. Listen to both shows now on Rediscover the 80s. Search now in popular listening apps or stream from your browser at rediscoverthe80s.com. The 80s Weekly and Memory Jogger. Two shows that will help you rediscover the 80s. And we are back. That was a good break. That that was a good break. I mean, you don't even mm-hmm. have your chair in and you're able to get your legs that high. That's incredible. <laughs> That's amazing. Like just the way you balance, like my butt's too bony for that shit, but you just balanced there like 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 a salt, like salt shaker and salt, you know? Like it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, it all has to do with um green leafy vegetables. Interesting. Okay. And I don't mean eat them. No? As you rub them all over your body? Yeah. Okay. Used yeah, to do that. Yes, you used, used to sing. I'm a private dancer. I didn't understand the reference. But. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I hope you do now. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit more clear. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so on today's episode, we look at the Golden Girls season six, episode fourteen, entitled "Sister of the Bride," which is kind of a messed up name if you think about it, because there's no bride in this episode. Mm-mm. Some facts about the episode: It first aired January twelfth. 1991. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Written by Susan Harris, Mark Cherry, and Jamie uh-huh. Wooten. Wooten. Directed by Matthew Diamond. They got some interesting names on this. I don't know. They're just... Yeah. They sound very Cherry generic. Diamond. Cherry Diamond, which by the... Cherry and Diamond, which yeah. is actually... Those are my drag queen names. Yeah. Cherry Wooten. Diamond. Wooten. <laughs> and Harris is where I work. That's kind of cool. All right. <clears throat> According to IMDb, in a crowded area, Blanche yells fire. This could have landed her in legal trouble with at least a misdemeanor charge of disturbing the peace or disorderly conduct. Mm. That's fucked up. Tell me, 
three more things interesting about the episode. <laughs> I can't because there's nothing. Yep, that was it. Yeah, that's kind of like seeing bomb on an airplane. I guess you're not allowed to say that either. Yeah, or hijack, but <laughs> or like, which is kind of you can't say hijack in like an airport, which is kind of sucks because what if, what if like your friend Jack arrives yeah. and then you're like, whoa, hijack, and then now you're arrested. You're arrested. Yeah, exactly. No fly list. Hmm. Hmm. That's true. That's like you hear about that guy that somebody called the police on him because he said uh, he said he was in Lowe's and he said something to the effect of uh, everybody <laughs> needs to leave because I'm about to blow up this bathroom. So <laughs> 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 somebody called the cops. And it turns out he was just like talking about digging a dump. That's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so you ready to fade in? I am ready to fade in. No, 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 no. You ready to fade in? I'm ready to fade in. Hell yeah. In that case, I don't know. We fade in. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road back again. <laughs> Scene one. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party. We open our story to see... Sophia in the kitchen, putting a tea kettle on the stove. She walks to the kitchen table to look at a piece of paper before walking to the phone to begin calling somebody. She says, hello, Frank's flowers. <laughs> I, I do that every time I call somebody, every time I call, if I have to call like pizza, Hut, I'll be like, hello, pizza hut. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> hey, Frank, Sophia Petrillo here. Listen, I decided the price you quoted me on those centerpieces is too high. So I thought maybe we could make a deal. Now, my daughter is single. Hmm. What do you mean? Is she easy? Blanche isn't my daughter. No, didn't say that, but <laughs> that would have been funny if she would have. <clears throat> You're talking about my flesh and blood. 40% off? Oh, you bet she's easy. Hmm. Sure, Dorothy would love that. Okay, Frank, I'll set it up. Just then, Dorothy walks into the kitchen, and Sophia quickly says, I got to go, and hangs up. Hmm. Dorothy walks in with a deep, authoritative, who was that? (laughs) (laughs) Sophia says, a florist. Guess who just got a terrific deal on flowers for the awards banquet? Dorothy, always excited to save money, enthusiastically says, really? Gee, Ma. (laughs) That's not a a very little house on the prairie. (laughs) Gee, Ma, ever since we started planning this banquet, you have been incredible. Mm-hmm. Now you tell me that you got a great deal on the flowers, the caterer, the janitorial service. I wish I worked this hard for charity. Sophia mm-hmm. says, you will, pussycat. You will. <laughs> <clears throat> Speaking of which, just then Blanche walks in. Get it? Mm-hmm. Get it? Nana is a cheating whore. <laughs> Saying, I just got a letter from my brother Clayton. He says he's coming to visit next week and he has a big surprise. Dorothy, who's actually happy twice in one scene says that's wonderful <laughs> blanche says i bet i know what the big surprise is too i bet clayton's met a girl and he wants me to meet her hmm. dorothy having zero fucks to give literally and figuratively says honey your brother's gay hmm. blanche says that gay thing was just a phase he was going through you know like when like when clay was in high school and all he ever wanted to do was watch gladiator movies it's the same kind of thing <laughs> Dorothy, understanding how Blanche doesn't hear herself, says, <laughs> yep, almost exactly. Yep. 
Just then, sexy-ass Rose comes walking in. Yeah. Oh, shit. Dorothy stands and says, Rose, honey, congratulations. You've been nominated again for Volunteer of the Year. Rose excitedly says, seven years I've been nominated for the Volunteer Vanguard Award, and seven years I've watched that bitch Agnes Bradshaw <laughs> snatch it away from me. She said snatch. <laughs> She's not going to get it this year. This year, I'll finally beat her. She then starts to punch her hand for some reason. I thought that was kind of fucked up. Uh, no, she didn't. <laughs> Dorothy asks, why? Because you worked harder than Agnes? Rose responds, because she's dead. Yep. As a doornail. Dead, dead, dead. Coffee? The girls sit at the table wondering, the fuck just happened? Blanche speaks up and asks Rose, how can you be so cheery? It's a terrible thing. Rose says, oh, come on. She was 89. I mean, who lives that long? Okay, I see what you did there. <laughs> and she died in her sleep. Blanche says, she fell asleep driving the bookmobile. Rose <laughs> says, it was a tragedy. She was my only real competition. Dead, dead, dead. Muffin? <laughs> I guess Rose is looking pretty good there, huh, Jimmy? That's it, sexy-ass Rose. You must yeah. not have been listening. Oh, no, I was listening. Hell, yeah. We were all listening. I call her my little rosebud. That's what I call her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really like copper. You notice how many copper kick pans you should yeah, I did. The hell? I did notice. <laughs> um, I think it's the first time I've ever actually said, I noticed that, Jimmy. Aww. Oh. Man, Blanche's brother's going to love that kick mold. Hell <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> can we, can, hey, can we have this, Blanche? We want to take this home. <laughs> I guess. If you want to make. Lobster jello. Okay. They just look at each other and giggle. That's so adorable. Uh, Dorothy looked like she's about to play football with them shoulder pads. You see that shit? <laughs> Looks like a fucking linebacker. Well, um, don't talk shit about shoulder pads just yet. I think it depends on who's wearing them, Jimmy. That's true. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. When she says the line, um, I wish I worked this hard for charity. Mm. Um, I think it would have been funnier if she would, if Dorothy would have said, I haven't worked this hard for charity since Stanley and I's wedding night. <laughs> I thought that'd be yeah, funnier. Funny. You know, this is like the second or third time we've come up with funnier jokes than Golden Girls than they did. We should have just been writers for the Golden Girls. We should have, yeah. We would have been yeah. the golden writers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> By the way, that's your cat in the background. I just want to clarify it for is. the listeners going, what the hell is that? What is happening at Jimmy's house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, see, we could, we could, I mean, we, me and you would just... We'd be such a blessing on that show. We would just we would just shower them with such great information and lines mm-hmm. that they could call us the golden showers. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, here it comes. Just what we need, a golden shower. Yeah. Every and time we we'll walk in, like, ah, get get ready, guys. We're going we're to have another golden shower here today. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Giving more of them than Art Kelly. No, it's fucked up. Never mind. <laughs> Scene two. <laughs> As Sophia, Dorothy, and Rose sit in the living room, the doorbell rings. Blanche comes running out saying, I'll get it. She runs to the front door and opens it. She excitedly says, Clayton, (laughs) as she hugs her brother. She pulls away and says, oh, you're still the handsomest man I know. Clayton responds, and you're still the prettiest thing I ever did see. Which is normal for 100%. (laughs) They hug again. Dorothy leans into Rose and says, now I know why they call it the Deep South. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Blanche turns. I'm so glad they acknowledge that. And exactly. Not, yeah. not and they like acknowledge the it a couple where times. They mouth kiss. Before, and, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Blanche turns and looks at the girls, finally saying, "You remember everybody." Clayton greets the girls, saying, "Ladies, it's so good to see you again." Mm. But before he can shake everyone's hand, Blanche turns him back around and says, "All right, now, baby brother." I've waited all week. Where is it? Where's my surprise? As Blanche and her brother stand near the door, holding hands, you know, as <laughs> siblings do. 100% normal. A gray-haired man steps in the doorway saying, hello, everyone. Sophia leans into Dorothy and says, surprise. Blanche, thinking this is the driver, says, you can just put the luggage over there. <laughs> Clayton tries to correct her saying, Blanche. <laughs> But she then leans into Clayton and says, I don't have any change to tip the driver. Clayton tries again, saying, uh, Blanche. Blanche, still not seeing what's going on, asks, why did you take a cab from the airport? You should have called me. I would have picked you up. Clayton finally gets through and says, Blanche, this is Doug. He's my friend. <laughs> my very special friend. Blanche shakes Doug's hand and says, any friend of Clay's, finally it sinks in and all Blanche can say is, ah, so Rose, always one to speak up at the wrong time, says, isn't it wonderful they became so close between the airport and here? I hardly ever speak to my cab drivers. <laughs> Dorothy taps her on the shoulder and says, Rose, <laughs> Doug is not a cab driver. <laughs> Doug, overhearing this, extends his hand and says, No, ma'am. Actually, I'm a policeman. Rose, sounding surprised, asks, Oh, well, what's a policeman doing bringing fares from the airport? I know. I bet you do undercover work. Sophia speaks up and says, And I bet he does it damn well. Dorothy gives her a dirty look and says, You'll have to excuse my mother. She survived a slight stroke, which left her, if I can be frank, a complete burden. <laughs> Rose, feeling the awkwardness, suggests, why don't we all go in the kitchen and get something to drink? Doug says, that sounds good. See, have you ladies known Blanche for a long time? Rose, still a bit naive to the situation, responds, oh yes, you're in luck. She just loves policemen. Sophia turns to Dorothy and says, apparently it's a hereditary trait. <laughs> they all enter the kitchen, leaving Blanche upset and confused. So you and your sisters are pretty close. Do you ever embrace that long? Yeah. We <laughs> hug for a long time. We mouth kiss and hold hands. You talk, you, and then you, we cuddle on the couch like they do on Friends. So you, you say how beautiful they are and they say how handsome mm -hmm. you are? Man, you are the most beautiful. <laughs> no. No normal person acts that way. That's, <laughs> do you do that with your sisters? No. My brothers. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you guys mouth kiss and all that. Of course, um, <laughs> maybe it's just a brother thing. I guess it's weird with a brother and sister. Well, like who calls their? I mean, I don't have any younger siblings, but who calls their younger brother baby brother? I have a younger sister, and I don't. Yeah, I don't do that. Well, you wouldn't call her baby brother because she's your sister, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Okay, anyway. yeah. Um. Goes without saying, I love the character Rose. She's so fucking funny. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, Blanche is so fucking selfish. Like, she actually <laughs> thought she was getting a gift. Like, she thought, <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting all week. Yeah. Can you tell me what my surprise is? Like, <sighs> fuck. And Dorothy's lying about Sophia being a complete burden. Fucking cracked me up. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> her delivery was just awesome. This you whole know, episode give, cracked me up. I give B. Arthur a lot of slack for just, oh, my deep voice, you know. But she's a very talented comedic actress. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she has, like, great facial expressions, great responses, and good timing. Well, it also helps because I feel like the writing's better at this season mm-hmm. than it was in the first season. So. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. It's almost like in the first season of episodes, they don't, or first seasons of series, they don't want to put a whole lot of money in the writing because they're not sure if the show's going to survive. <laughs> so. Well, I just think it's like, it's like with this podcast, like, we know how much the first season was great and yeah. well received. You had some really talented everyone. guests on the show, Tech. Yes. I, I love the first season. <laughs> well, it's season. not so much the guests. It was just the <laughs> format didn't work. Right, right, right. And, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just things you learn as you go, and things just always tend That's to get true. better as you go on. Characters so. aren't as developed, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, scene three. Later that night, in the kitchen, we see Sophia and Blanche cleaning up when Dorothy enters the kitchen carrying a tray of cups. As she walks in, she says, I'll say this for Clayton. He has great taste. Doug hmm. is absolutely charming. Sophia adds, and funny. Not every cop can do a good Betty Davis impression. Blanche thinks for a moment and says, I did a great job hiding how upset I am. Dorothy, not giving a shit, turns around and says, like how you started sobbing when Clayton asked for more fruit cocktail. (laughs) She said cock. (laughs) She said tail. (laughs) Blanche looks down at the table as Sophia just shakes her head. Blanche (laughs) finally says, I don't really mind Clayton being homosexual. I just don't like him dating men. <laughs> Dorothy, perhaps getting a little irritated with Blanche's attitude, turns around and says, You really haven't grasped the concept of this gay thing, have you? <laughs> Blanche looks confused and says, There must be homosexuals who date women. Sophia, Sophia fires a zinger and says, Yeah, they're called lesbians. <laughs> that line caught me off guard, too. It's funny. Just then, we hear Rose outside of the kitchen door say, Hot damn. She mm-hmm. excitedly rushes in looking so cute in her red oversized blouse. You know, yeah. Saying, oh, hi, Jimmy. Jeez. <laughs> saying it's happened. It finally happened. Oh, yes, yes. Dorothy turns and asks, I take it we now have the Disney Channel. <laughs> Rose, not hearing the sarcasm, says, even better. You are looking at the winner of this year's Volunteer Vanguard Award. Dorothy, a bit confused, says, Rose, oh, honey. What are you talking about? That award won't be given out till Saturday. Mm-hmm. Rose explains, I just called to confirm our reservations for the banquet, and they said I don't have to pay for my ticket. The awards committee paid for me. Hmm. Dorothy, not seeing the point, says, so? Rose explains further, the award committee wants to make sure that I'll be there to accept the award. It's the only logical explanation. I won. Dorothy, trying to put this lightly, says, Rose, honey, I think you're putting the cart before the horse. Rose, having never heard that saying, asks, and that's bad? Mm-hmm. Dorothy says, look, Rose, I just don't want to see you get hurt. Justine Clayton walks in because, you know, it's a great idea to literally leave your company in the living room by themselves. <laughs> he says, Blanche, Doug and I were wondering what ha- what's happening with the sleeping arrangements. Mm-hmm. Blanche, not wanting to deal with this, turns sheepishly and says, well, I'll be there in just a moment uh, to get you two settled in. If you sleepyheads could just wait. She then practically pushes Clayton out the door and turns quickly asking sleeping arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I assume they probably pay for all nominees for the banquet. <laughs> they what? what like you if you're a nominee, because she was like, I won, I won because they're paying for me. Like, oh, probably, well, yeah, yeah, you're a nominee. So they're probably. Well, but, the, because but this isn't nominee. her first year going. She's gone like the last six years. Oh, that's true. That's true. Hmm. I mean, we know now, spoiler alert, we know now <laughs> why she's going. But yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um, another another line I would have said that was a pretty good line but I would have said um, yeah they're still in the closet that would have been funny too I don't remember the build up well because there, she was saying you know I don't mind him being homosexual I just felt like I'm gay, dating men there has to be some gay men that date women or whatever like that oh. and Sophia's line is yeah they're called lesbians <laughs> another good line would have been yeah they're still in the closet Mm-hmm. But um, why the hell is Blanche upset? It literally has nothing to do with her. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I kind of discussed that later on why I, I think she's upset. I mean, I guess I can bring it up now if you like, or if I'm going to wait until no, 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 wait. I don't care. Right. Um, but yeah, it goes without saying that lesbian line is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scene four. Blanche walks to the center of the kitchen and asks, what in the hell am I going to do about sleeping arrangements? Dorothy casually walks over and says, well, honey, why don't you sleep on the couch and give Clayton and Doug your room? Yeah. Blanche, looking disgusted, says, are you crazy? What will the neighbors think if they see two men in my bedroom? <laughs> Sophia, with another zinger, says, they'll think it's Tuesday. <laughs> Dorothy then says, they could sleep in Ma's room and she'll sleep with me. <laughs> Sophia gives Dorothy a look and says, oh. Ma doesn't get a say. It doesn't matter what Ma thinks. Ma's a piece of furniture. Who has no feelings or opinions? Dorothy chuckles and says, nonsense. <laughs> she then kisses her mother on the head and says, my little hat rack. <laughs> Rose, being Rose, says, Blanche, I don't understand. You can't say you've accepted Clayton unless you accept that he dates. Mm, true. Dorothy agrees, saying, Rose is right. <laughs> and besides Blanche, in this day and age, you should be thrilled that he's in a monogamous relationship. Blanche pretends to agree. You know, like a liar. <laughs> saying, of course you're right. I've just got to stop overreacting. Doug and Clayton are two consenting adults. There's no reason for me to be embarrassed. Just then, Clayton and Doug walk in, perhaps tired of waiting all this time just to get some sleep, mm-hmm. and says, Blanche, it's such a wonderful night. Doug and I are going out for a little walk. Doug walks out with Clayton, saying, don't wait up. Oh, shit. Blanche says, okay, enjoy your walk. After they walk out, Blanche, perhaps trying to convince herself, says, I'm fine. I'm okay. I can deal with this. Uh-huh. Sophia, who's been looking out the window, announces, <laughs> this cracked me up. <laughs> oh look they're skipping <laughs> Blanche once again horrified turns and shouts oh god <laughs> but Sophia puts her hands up and says joke joke it's just a joke everyone except for Blanche of course they just laugh that's crazy that was so funny um, I love Sophia but not as much as Rose just saying yeah, that skipping line. Oh, my God. Another line caught me off guard. I fucking laughed out loud again. You, you know what's funny is, Ro, is is Dorothy, like your rendition of Dorothy. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me. You remember, it wasn't this year, it was last year, when that elf came to visit us? <laughs> it kind of it kind of sounds oh, like yeah, Dorothy. you're right. Yeah, you're it right. kind of sounds like Dorothy a little bit. 
And it also kind of sounds a little, little bit like uh, Ralph Cramden. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. but more like yeah. the elf. It sounds, it sounds almost exactly like the elf. <laughs> yeah, for some reason I made Dorothy from New York. Actually, isn't she from New York? Maybe no not. idea. She's Dorothy from the block. That's who she is. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, you know she is. <laughs> um, scene five. Dorothy walks into the living room and says, I just had the strangest crank call. Some men wanted to know if I owned a riding crop and a leather bra and if I could lick my eyebrows. <laughs> they wanted to know if I could do the splits and if I could pick up a stack of quarters without touching them with my hands. Or if I can fit inside of a tiny box. Yeah, it's weird. And they wanted to know like how I eat a hot dog and if I can do that with my hands behind my back. They wanted to know how far I could spit. They wanted to know if I could make a clapping sound with my butt cheeks. They wanted to know what size chaps I wear, which I don't know what that means. (laughs) They wanted to know if I had sensitive nipples. (laughs) (laughs) They asked, and I quote, can you be daddy's little contortionist? They asked me if I had to put a towel down first. (laughs) They wanted to know if I can touch my elbows behind my back. (laughs) They wanted to know if there was grass on the field. They wanted to know if I could do the splits. (laughs) They wanted to know if I could talk like a sailor. (laughs) They wanted to know if I'd freeze my poop in a Ziploc bag. Wow. They wanted to know if the curtains match the rug. That's gross. I don't think it's good enough, right? <laughs> Probably. Sophia says, oh, that was for me. That would funny. She did. Sophia <laughs> asks, what did you say? Dorothy answers, mm-hmm. I said no. <laughs> Sophia deadpan says, I guess we're paying full price for those cocktail francs. <laughs> she said cock. <laughs> Rose walks in and says, good news. Clayton and Doug said they would love to go to the banquet with us. Mm-hmm. Blanche turns in shock and asks, what? Are you out of what's left of your mind? Why did mm-hmm. you invite him? Rose, still excited about the prospect of winning, says, I want everybody there for my moment of triumph. And it'll be a lot of fun. Blanche retorts, fun? Don't you understand? They will be there together. Hmm. Dorothy, not understanding why Blanche is being such a bitch about something that's literally none of her business, says, Hmm. but Blanche, they're here together. (laughs) Just then, Doug and Clayton come walking out of the room as Blanche says, that's different. We're talking about going out in public. Oh, what will people say? Clayton says, probably nothing we haven't heard before. Oh, damn shit. Blanche, realizing her brother knows how much of a backstabbing bitch she is, says, <laughs> Clay, I was just telling the girls, but it's cut off by Clay, who says, we heard what you were telling them, Blanche, and I am truly sorry you feel that way. Mm. Blanche asks, will you tell me why you put yourself and Doug through this? You know how people can be. Clayton busts out with, and if my own sister can't accept our relationship, what chance would I have of anybody else, right? Blanche, not realizing what was said, agrees, saying, right, 
but quickly changes her answer to no, no. What I mean, Doug finally speaks up and says, we get what you mean. Mm. Clayton now getting irritated says, at least we're not a slut. Oh, shit. No, they should have said that. That would have been awesome. Mm -hmm. He says, Blanche, we don't have to worry what the world thinks of our relationship. It just doesn't Mm -hmm. matter because we're there for each other. I'll do anything for Doug. He would bend over backwards for me and has. <laughs> oh, shit. Damn Long right. Times Hell yeah. Look like a sailboat with that little, with that little sailboat mass thingy. <laughs> oh, I dig. Hell yeah. Mm. Dorothy quickly puts her hand over Sophia's mouth to keep her from saying anything. When she sees everyone just staring at her, she says, sometimes I just love to hug my mommy. (laughs) So I assume Blanche thinks that Clayton and Doug are just going to be making out on the table at the banquet. (laughs) Everybody knows they go down on each other. (laughs) Uh, Like Dorothy can't do any of that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i mean everyone already thinks that blanche is a slut why does she suddenly care what people think you know what i mean like she goes through life not giving a shit what anybody thinks of her like going from man to man why does she suddenly care what somebody thinks of somebody else i don't know i guess sophia kind of looks like a dummy like like dorothy is the is the person controlling her you know what I mean? Because the way she sits there, she's just like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? <laughs> oh God. Don't you think so? That was creepy the way you did that. <laughs> <laughs> but I see what you mean. Yeah, she has like creepier. wrinkles. She has like wrinkles on the side of her mouth. And she's just like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just funny. <laughs> um, oh my God, I'm going to be so creeped out now next time I watch it. <laughs> Why Why are they going through all this trouble with this banquet for one mm. award? It's not a bunch <laughs> of awards. It's a single award. And they're dropping thousands of dollars into one award. Well, it's not just that, but like, there was a room full <clears throat> of people for that. Yeah. Who are all these people? Why do they care? Why are they there? Well, now we know why they're all like donating their time while they're all volunteer. Because they, they can't afford yeah. to pay him because they're doing this mm-hmm. award banquet at the end of the year. <laughs> God. Yeah. Stupid. Scene six. Six. Doug then says, I think it's time he told her, Clayton. Oh, shit. Clayton turns to Blanche and says, I wanted to meet Doug for a very important reason. Oh, shit. Blanche, who's perhaps stupid, <laughs> asks, well, why? Clayton puts his hands on Blanche's shoulders and says, Blanche, we're getting married. (laughs) Rose walks towards them and says, That's impossible, Clayton. Brothers can't marry sisters. (laughs) Rose sits and thinks for a second and says, Oh, that's right. You're from the South. Wow. Yeah. Makes sense. That checks out. Yeah. Dorothy, now pissed. Oh, it is a fucking surprise. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Says, Blanche and Clayton aren't getting married, you airhead. Clayton and Doug are. Rose relieved says, oh. She then thinks and finally understands about what was just said and says, oh. Now confused, she turns to Dorothy and says, oh. 
But then she remembers she also had to get up early the next yes. morning to do an interview. And she was like, oh. Yeah. And then she remembered that <laughs> she also had to take her pills. So then she went, oh. And then she remembers that part in The Wizard of Oz when it finally, when the house finally lands. And she goes, oh. <laughs> oh. Clayton further explains to Blanche, it'll be a simple ceremony, just exchanging rings and affirming our commitment to each other in front of our friends. Mm. It's not like it's going to be a big fancy wedding. Yeah. Doug says, although we are registered at Neiman Marcus. That joke fucking killed. <laughs> Blanche looks at Clayton like he's in trouble and says, you have pulled some stunts in your day, Clayton Hollinsworth, but this takes the cake. Oh, shit. I cannot believe what I just heard. I refuse to have any part of this. Blanche then storms off. In a huff. Ah, see that shit? <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Damn right. As everyone sits there awkwardly, Sophia finally breaks the silence saying, So Butch, Sundance, <laughs> who gets to throw the bouquet? That cracked me up. That took me a second to get that line. That was a grenade joke for me. I'm like, but oh, oh, I get it. Um, I love how Blanche makes it about her, and she's all like fucking dramatic about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. she one hundred percent. Like you know, she went in a room and called her friend. You're not gonna believe what happened to me today. <laughs> Can you believe it? And her friends are probably like, "Oh my gosh, honey, are you okay? Do you need it? You want me to bring you something, a casserole?" Fuck. <laughs> You're a strong woman, yeah. independent woman of the 80s. I cannot believe he did that to you. Well, you know why, right? Because he feels threatened by you. <laughs> he wants to have what you've had. Dick. <laughs> Damn, I wonder why Blanche is having such a hard time with this. Like, uh-huh. I don't think it's her faith because she's not exactly living you know, like a woman <laughs> of the cloth. Right. <laughs> but I guess it's more about high society, quote, quote, and being like embarrassed, I guess. Yeah, I mean, because she seems for her, it seems a lot of um, she seems OK with it somewhat in the house. But it's like the idea yeah. out in public, like what are these women that I'm not even fucking friends with going to think of me if they find out my brother's yeah. gay? Like the fuck? Do you hear yourself when you talk? Like, <laughs> right. I don't know. She irritates me. Yeah. In this episode, she irritates me. Right. All right. So this is where we take our next break. Mm. So Blanche's big gay brother has thrown a big <laughs> gay wedding. And everybody but Blanche is happy for him. Will Blanche finally come around and be happy? Hmm. Or will she win and cure her brother of his gayness? <laughs> and pray to the gay way. Yep. So we will be back. comic book fan we've got a few questions for you were you obsessed with x-men as a kid did you stand in line to get a copy of the death of superman in the black poly bag did you buy every image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves then have we got the show for you Wizards, the podcast guide to comics, is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics, the 
that defined a generation in our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more. You'll get mini episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app and remember to keep your books bagged and boarded. We are back. Whoo! That was a good break. Oh, Dude, like, just a minute ago, I got this weird crank call, mm-hmm. and they, they asked me, um, so how many marbles can you fit in your mouth? And I don't know what that was about. That's weird. I, I didn't get a phone call, but I got a text. Yeah. And they were asking me if, if I was sensitive to ice. I go, <laughs> thought that was a weird question. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just now getting a text. <laughs> just now as, as we're talking. Okay. Yeah. And it says something about if I'm okay covering, very specifically, 67% of my body in Vaseline. Oh, weird. That means. How would you get that off, though? Because, like, water just beads off of it. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. That's weird. I, hold on. I just got a text. Oh, did you? I did, just yeah. Now? Yeah. <clears throat> it says, What's it say? Well, it asks... If Jack helped you on the horse, when Jack helped <laughs> yeah. you off the horse, <laughs> and you helped Jack on the horse, would you help Jack off the horse? <laughs> so that's what it says. I can show it to you. It's right here. So I thought that was kind of strange. Huh. All right. So uh, so while I text this guy back and while you text the other person back. Um, I don't know if I'm texting them no, back. Why not? Um, Dude, you can fit a lot of shit in your mouth, man. Like, don't cut yourself short. Don't cut yourself short, man. You can fit a lot of really? stuff in your mouth. You think so? Oh, yeah. Really? I've seen it. Yeah. Um, Thank so, you. So, me and Tack are going to email these guys or text these guys back. So, uh, what you guys can do is listen to our interview with Ben. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about all kinds of stuff. So, it's a really inter- interesting interview. And uh, what's great is if you're a patron, you get to hear the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So, anyways. Uh, so, here's some snippets of our interview with Ben. Of course, to hear the whole thing. That's for producers only. Uh-huh. Producers oh, only. So anyways, uh, so uh, Tack, uh, from an hour ago, take it away. All right, Jimmy, we have a little guest with us today. We do have a little guest with us, a little <laughs> tiny guest. Yeah. <laughs> little tiny little guest. <laughs> little tiny little guy. <laughs> so with us today, we have joining us in yes. celebration of Pride Month. Yes. Is Ben. If anybody's ben. been on the Facebook page, they know Ben. Hell yeah, they know Ben. I know you've <laughs> yeah, seen Ben's post thinking, on the Facebook. Yeah, they're thinking, who is this weirdo? <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. It wouldn't be the first time I've heard it. I do want to preface by saying, so this week we're doing the Golden Girls episode, oh, which yes. is what Ben had requested, that episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, I rather enjoyed that episode, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I laughed out loud probably season at least one, five times. When Rose is actually funny. In the earlier seasons, Rose wasn't that funny, but in the later seasons, she was hilarious. Ah, uh, yeah, she was like one of the main, <laughs> oh, God, main yeah. reasons I would watch that. Yeah, same hair. Yeah, Jimmy has a little bit of a crush on her. Oh, yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> Betty, White, Betty White was awesome. Uh, no, no, we all love it. <laughs> I probably should say no, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I caught myself after I said that. Like, who does it? Like, oh, never mind. <laughs> we all love Betty White, Jimmy, but. You like love Betty White. Yeah, but neither one of you have a Sophia mug. <laughs> Hell yeah. Wow. Dude. Creepy, right? Yeah, That's I've... me and your will. So speaking of the good old days, um, you yeah. grew up in uh, North Stonington, Connecticut. I did indeed. Boom. Um, <laughs> and you're, uh, and if, if you don't want us to say this, we'll cut this out. You're class of 1989. I am indeed. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we were almost so, in high school at the same time because I'm 93. <laughs> well, no, I would have been a, I would have been in ninth grade when you were a senior. Yeah, yeah that's about yeah. right. Because I can remember you guys talking about um, what your ages and uh, at the yeah. time, I think when I was listening to it, you were one was 47, the other one was 46. I'm like, oh, dude, they're yeah. about my age. So yeah, I'm I think 48 you probably get a lot of the references. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm 48 and tax 47. Yeah, <laughs> and I hung out with my sister a lot and her friends. So she was class of 1990. So yeah, that's cool. similar to, to your cool. age group. Yeah. So, so, so how was your time yeah. in high school? What were you like in high school? Like how, how was, um, I was kind of like you guys, I would say I was yeah. more of a drama, yep, same drama yep. kind of major, uh-huh. um, the whole sports. No, that, that scared me. Unfortunately, I was bullied a lot in high school because I mm. think uh, people knew that, yeah, I was the gay one, even before I really knew what that was. Right. Um, I mean, I knew what it was, but only to myself, not to mm-hmm. anyone else. I didn't know what their opinion was. And uh, even growing up as a child, I didn't really fit in with the boys because I didn't want to play the sports. I didn't know yeah. how to play. I didn't want to admit it. And mm-hmm. I didn't really fit in with the girls either, because even though I wanted to, to play with them, I would be the perfect husband when I wanted to play house. Um, oh, okay. People were calling me sissy. So yeah. I didn't want to fit in with the girls either. So I was kind of like a loner, did my own thing. Um, right. And then when I got into high school, I was in the drama club. I was in band. Um mm-hmm. You know, things like that. I, I just kind of did my own thing. So I totally can relate to all your stories about drama. And yeah, that, you were in the, you were in French and, and Spanish travel, too. I was. Yes. <laughs> wow. You really did do some stuff. <laughs> oh, we're just getting started. <laughs> yeah. Well, me and Tech were talking about this last night off air. And it was different when we were in high school because we had I, we were also course in drama. And we had people that were gay, but nobody cared. Like we just. Cause yeah. it was, I guess because it was course and drama, we just didn't, everybody knew, yeah, but nobody and, really cared. You know, I, and I would think that nobody would care because I come from a very blue state and right, right. you know, the, the, Connecticut was like one of the first to legalize civil unions. And see, this was, was Florida. Still, <laughs> yeah. You would like, think wow. that we did care, but yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, but I, because I grew up in a small town and uh, oh, my yeah. graduating class only had 52 kids. Yeah, there wasn't much to gossip about, so you were... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what happened uh, after high school? What did you do after high school? Well, after high school, um, I did try to do college for a little bit, but because I was bullied in high school, I'm like, you know what? I want to get away from the education environment. Um, Because I didn't think... I thought, you know, 
college would be the same thing, except I had to pay for getting bullied. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do that for a little bit. So I actually went right out into work and okay. I worked at the casino at mm, Foxwoods yeah. Casino. Right um, that was amazing. Um, yeah. I was 21 and I had, um, yeah, it was like my first real job and I worked grave shift. So I thought I was really <laughs> badass. And I was working um, <laughs> yeah. the night shift at a casino. I'm like, yeah, that yeah. is so Sin City kind of. <laughs> that's um, cool. What, and uh, that's actually where I first came out. Um, okay. Oh. Uh, my, we, when I worked in the bank in the casino, if you didn't balance, you actually had to stay until the money was found. And we would be off like thousands oh, wow. of dollars oh, every right. night. And it was just, we were so tired. Yeah. We just couldn't figure it out. And I remember when my manager said, you know, oh, you're working a 12 hour shift. Your wife must be like really annoyed that you're coming home really late. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, actually I'm gay. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, all right, that's cool. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. really cool. And I, I felt like such a great relief. Oh God, you know? I'm sure. Yeah. It, was, yeah, it really, really was. Was that the first time you had said it to someone? Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. it was. Cool. I mean, I wouldn't even look at my, look at myself in the mirror and say it. I don't know yeah. what possessed me to ever say that to, to this guy who was just, yeah, he was my manager, but he wasn't a stranger. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Um, but then when I got into the culture of the casino, it seemed like everyone was gay. Hmm. So okay. I, I felt like that was community right there. Yeah, um, yeah I can see that. Yeah. That was uh, 1992, February 20th, 1992. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's it. That's awesome. Wow. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse me. My my dad um, is my hero. He uh, he absolutely is my hero. I mean, I love my mom too, but I bond mm -hmm. with my dad. I could tell my dad anything, even mm -hmm. if it's about Paul getting on my nerves or anything. <laughs> um, it, it was just it's just like he is very comforting. Mm -hmm. He is very open minded. He is he just wants to make you happy. He just wants right. to listen nurturing very nurturing so that's cool. you know yeah. i'm very lucky to have uh, a dad like that i know a lot of people were really suffering especially with father that like oh yeah. i'm not gonna have my son be a fag or a sissy yeah. or sorry i said the f word um <laughs> well in well no in ireland in ireland it means something totally different <laughs> so, yeah, cigarette yeah so you're it good it yeah. make me cringe yeah <laughs> so you you mentioned his name already but who tell us who paul is Paul is the love of my life and um, top tip just because mm -hmm. he's Irish. Don't go up to him and grab him and say, take me to your pot of gold because he just oh. does not like that. Uh, oh. <laughs> is this is his favorite uh, scary movie leprechaun or no? Oh, he says that is the most racist thing ever. <laughs> That's such a terrible cringy. movie. It's awful. Especially I leprechaun in Paul. the hood. Oh my God. Where did you, where did you and Paul meet? I'm, well, we let, me, let me let me ask again. Yeah, did you meet in the United States or did you meet in Ireland? Uh, both, because both? Okay. I met him in a chat room. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had watched the film Angela's Ashes. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, I'm, but uh -huh. it's um, the most depressing head in the <laughs> oven film ever. And okay. I don't know what made me watch it, um, but I absolutely love the Irish accent. Oh, and, yeah, and yeah just, of course. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. I would say maybe a close second is Australian. Maybe, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, I just fell in love with the accent, and I'm like, all right, 
Mm-hmm. Let's see what's going on in the AOL chat rooms. That's just right. dating myself right there. Oh, yeah. So, know, um, <laughs> We've been there. We've been there. <laughs> I went into the Ireland room and he happened to be there. Just a coincidence. He, he said he only really goes in there like once every month. It just happened <laughs> to be a coincidence that we were right there. And uh, we just got to chatting and it was wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. That's but, cool. um, yeah, yeah. And he's like, do you want to chat again tomorrow? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'd love to do it. So we chatted every day and uh, pretty soon it just got even longer and longer and longer. <laughs> and because of the time difference, he would actually stay up just to oh, chat that's with cool. me. Hmm, that's like, cool. Oh, that is so sweet. Um, so eventually after a while, I said, you know what? This guy is just too good to be true. I'm going to fly to Dublin and meet him. Nice. So oh, that's that awesome. way, if he doesn't like me, he can just turn around and not respond to any of my chats anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I flew to Dublin and as soon as I saw him coming down the escalator at uh, Dublin airport, I knew he was the man I was going to fall in love with. <clears throat> so fast forwarding a little bit. Yeah. Tell us what happened on October 28th, 2008. Ah, that fool actually showed up to the ceremony. That was just, wow. (laughs) Wow. He really, he either is on the run from the police or he's had a lobotomy and I just don't know it. Or did you get married in Ireland? Did you get married in the United States? We did. We did. We actually got married in Northern Ireland, um, which is part of the United Kingdom. And that's where they had the uh, civil unions. Has uh, Paul been out here? Have you brought him out here to the oh, States? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, his brother uh, lived in New Jersey for a while and okay. now lives in California. So okay. he's been, his brother's been here for about, I want to say 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, or sorry, been there for 20 years and he married an American girl. So you, he okay. would go out and visit. And he's actually seen more of America than I actually have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, he, uh, when he was over here, did you get to make fun of him and go, ha, and everybody's going to laugh at your accent now? <laughs> no, everyone, they were buying him drinks left and right. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Like, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> just have him say this. Just have him say this. And one of the things that um, tourists love to do is get them to say 33 and a third. The reason oh. is because uh, they don't they don't have a th sound in Irish. So yeah, he grew yeah. up sp- saying ths as a t. So it's yeah. a tord to tree and a tord. I've also noticed that over here the Irish don't have the same kind of sense of humor that Americans do. Mm-hmm. Um, Americans, I find, like myself particularly, we have a toilet humor. Like I grew up yeah. on The Simpsons. And with yeah. the family guy and, you know, all that kind yeah. of crude toilet humor. And they yep. didn't have that. Um, so whenever <laughs> I try to crack a joke, they're like, oh, my six year old came up to me the other day and he goes, daddy, what did one fart say to the other fart? I'm like, I don't know. And then he farted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was amazing. <laughs> I know, I don't oh my God. Fart jokes, but that was pretty good. <laughs> I, I wish he was old enough. I would buy him a drink. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 So I appreciate that. That was pretty fun. Um, so here's another question going back a little bit. Um, do you think Mrs. Puckus, I'm assuming I pronounced that correctly. And Mrs. Lathrop at Wheeler prepared you for living in Europe. They did actually, <laughs> um, because they were the inspirations for me wanting to move to Europe. Well, I'm sure. Um, yeah. 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 Um, they're the best teachers I ever had. And there were times that I wanted to be a teacher myself just oh, because cool. they were just oh. that influential patient. And it, mm-hmm. was, it was just fantastic. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, they did have a, a great influence and I'm actually friends with my Spanish teacher, Mrs. Pukas, um, on Facebook. I wish I could find Mrs. Lafer, but she's just not there. And here um, they are. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is your life. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we're friends with a teacher of ours, Mr. Ellington. He's the one that taught us drama. He's the one that taught us how to juggle. It's the the, ta- the class that me and Tech were in when we met and the stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, we're the yeah, same yeah. way. We have teachers. Quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, what's the, so you said you, you've always been in, um, interested in classic television, like ever since you were a kid? Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Okay. Because I, w- I was almost thinking that it might have been an, like moving to Ireland, like, a, like an Americana type of thing. You know what I mean? I, I was assuming that had something to do with that. Well, it had a lot to do with growing up uh, in my childhood. My parents are amazing. And I had a very happy childhood apart from right. being bullied at school. So right. I try to harness that as much as I can. Okay. Uh, and I'm basically a, a huge kid. Yeah, that's how, me, that's how me and Tech are here. Yeah. I think we can. Yeah, really. and that's why I'm like, these guys are amazing. These are my people <laughs> right here. Because I mean, you look know behind exactly. Like, that's, that's, an, that's an example of the kind of stuff, you know, the kind of mentality you're, you're talking about. <laughs> Fantastic. That is absolutely my, yeah. my respect level for you guys has already rocketed. Uh, really you, look around, you look around me or tax houses and it, there's toys everywhere. You would think a bunch of kids live there. Yeah. I was <laughs> right up here. I was going to line up all my Funkos for the Brady Bunch. Yeah. I, I, got all my, I wish I thought of that. <laughs> we have, I'll, I'll send you a picture on, on uh, Facebook, but we have so many Funkos. It's insane. Like we have a whole crap ton of Funkos. So I'll, I'll take a picture of them all. Send them to you. <laughs> They're all up in a line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Because I had such a happy childhood. Um, I like to harness that and watch the shows yeah. all the time. If I'm feeling low, I will put on the Brady Bunch. That's cool. Or I will put on the Partridge family because yeah. the seventies bubblegum music <laughs> you, you can't go wrong with that. You really no, uh-huh. As a matter of fact, today I was listening to the Archies. Just follow cool. along to the Archies. Yeah. So you can't you can't be miserable when you're listening to bubblegum music. So <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah. 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 Right. So so here's a question: What are there any shows that we haven't covered? Because like with, with all the smoke and mirrors taken away, mm-hmm. um, the way me and TAC pick the episodes now is we literally do a, a Google random number generator and it tells mm-hmm. you, you pl- plug in how many numbers you want it to choose from. And that's how we choose the show. That's how we choose the season, the episode. Um, are there any shows that, that we haven't done yet that you kind of wish we did? I love the show, Alice. Oh, I remember yeah, Alice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that show. Mm-hmm. I thought that was yeah. great. It was, um, it was still adult humor without being trash. Right. I thought it was very funny. And they tackled a lot of um, progressive issues. Like one of the yeah. episodes, uh, I think it was like the third or fourth episode. Uh, one of them came out as gay. And hmm. for back then, okay. that was a really, that was really landmark. Uh, right, so right. I really, I really appreciate it. They did one on addictions. They did one on uh, what was it? depression. They did a couple on depression. Oh, wow. Sounds like mom. Mom was like that too. Yeah, 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 very yeah. much so. Um, so they would take issues like that and they would put like the, the funny spin on it. They could still make it funny, but still right. highlight that these are issues that are still out there that people don't want to talk about. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I really give them, I give Maud props and I give uh, Alice props and Bewitched, yeah. I think. You know, they had a gay character on Bewitched. Right. I that, oh, was, yeah. that was a great thing. Yeah, my daughter, um, 
a couple of years ago, maybe about a year ago, I, I've managed to establish this relationship with my daughter where she'll tell my wife, can I talk to dad alone? And I don't know how the hell I pulled that off. No clue. Um, <laughs> but she told me one time, this is a couple of years ago that she thinks she might be gay. And my sister, I have two sister-in-laws that are gay. So it's not abnormal in, in our family. It's not a, a strange thing, but she's still unsure. She's still young. She's only 14. Sure. Um, sure. So I, so I asked her the question. I said, okay, so, so tell me, uh, maybe some female actresses that you think are hot. She's like, that's gross. And what do you mean that's gross? Like, who do you think is attractive? She's like, no, I have nobody. Like, you can't, you can't say that. that like, you like, you've never found any of them attractive yet. You I feel like it was gay. more about not wanting to talk to her dad about that. But she brought it up to me. She's the one that came to me. I know, but I don't want my mom sitting there going, so who do you think is hot? You know, I'm not going to tell my mom. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I know you're right. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I don't think of that. But that's still, that's still in this day now, because it's come a long way that she yeah. can actually say that. Yeah. And um, it was just so I, nonchalant. Like it wasn't a big buildup. You know what I'm saying? It's, she didn't have to prepare anything or prepare herself for anything like that. Right. And that's right. how it is with my yeah. whole family. My whole family's like that. I get, the, I get the feeling sometimes like sometimes kids that are younger feel like they need to assign something early. Like that, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they need to make that decision so that they can tell their friends what they are. And that's something I was sure. trying to explain to her was just, just wait till you meet somebody. You'll know, trust me, you'll know <laughs> when you finally meet somebody you're attracted to them, you'll know there's not yep. gonna be a doubt at all. My son had, I guess, come out to me and basically told me this about a year or so ago that he was asexual. Okay. Is that part of LGBTQ? It is. Is it? it? Is not. I wasn't oh, yeah. sure oh, about absolutely. that. Absolutely. Cause I feel like um, it's kind of like, if you're atheist, you're not part of religion in general, you know, and does that count? I mean, I'm not trying to be funny or make a joke. I mean, it's kind of a serious question. And uh, I mean, he says it is so. Um, it is. It actually is um, because it deals with uh, your orientation yeah. or your identity. Okay. And yes, it absolutely is part of the community because then you'd have pansexual, which is mm -hmm. the yeah. absolute opposite of asexual. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you have omnisexual. And there's a lot what of these acronyms. Omnisexual means that you don't mind. It's a little bit of voyeur. You like doing sexual things to try to uh, try to. Um, I don't even describe it without being gross. No, you can be gross. <laughs> you're fine, man. <laughs> yeah, you're talking uh, to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd say that it's you don't care either way about pleasing the person. You don't want the pleasure yourself. You want to please oh. somebody else. So here's a question and legit question. What's the difference between pansexual and bisexual? Um, bisexual is. Let's say that it's who you give your heart to at that moment. Um, okay. So like when I was dating my girlfriend at the time, Mm -hmm. I would probably say that I was bisexual because I was attracted to her at the yeah. time, but I knew I was also attracted to men. Okay. Whereas mm -hmm. um, pansexual is three seconds later, you're into another gender and then you can go uh, back and back and forth, back and forth, back and so forth. It's Where almost it's like you don't see so gender. much easy. Yeah, very yeah. much so. So I got a question, Ben. So what does pride month mean to you? Pride month means, um, I can be myself mm. without I'm in the community. That's not going to judge me. I'm with my own kind. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like if you are in a foreign country and you don't speak the language, but all of a sudden you hear another American or at least <laughs> English being spoken. <laughs> right. That's your people. You're going to actually gravitate towards them mm-hmm. because you right. know they're going to understand everything you are saying. And it's just mm-hmm. like the same with the gay community. And that's why we like to call it a community because mm-hmm. we've all felt we've all felt the pressures of society that didn't really accept us for the longest right. time. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we like to think that pride is the exact opposite of shame. Mm, we have nothing to be ashamed of. Right, so right. we want to celebrate the pride. Um, and it's something that, you know, people ask, well, why don't they have straight pride? And I, I understand <laughs> that. I really right. do get that, that people say, well, you know, how come, how come there's Black History Month and there's Pride Month and all this other stuff? How come we don't have a straight pride? Because you didn't, that's kind of like the social norm. Right. What are you going to celebrate? You're going to celebrate being normal? We'd like to celebrate being normal as well because we are normal. Exactly. And that's why we, that's why we, we are big into our Pride Fest. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, Ben, we do got to wrap this up here. We still have to yeah, we record gotta, our episode. Yeah, we got a podcast to record. <laughs> but um, we appreciate this, Ben, so much. We um, really do. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that um, hopefully we've um, kind of like um, educated some people on Pride Month or at least yeah. honored it um, like we should. Absolutely. You did a fantastic job. And if I can just say... Um, Thank you very much for everything you guys are doing podcast wise and for being fantastic guys. And I'm, I gotta say, I'm really proud to be your buddy. Boom. There you go. We're proud to be yours too. Thank you so much. This is like, of course I was, I was, I was sweating it before (laughs) I was, yeah, I was really sweating. Like these guys are celebrities. 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 All right, Ben. Well, hopefully we can have you back again, maybe on the show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thank you. I'd love to. I'd be honored. Is awesome. there a, is there a show that you would like to come back for? I mean, just a series you'd like to come back for? I mean, it doesn't have to be a gay episode or anything. You know, just a series. I really can't even think of anything. Well, you don't have to answer now. Will really and Grace. Will and Grace. I loved Will and Grace. Oh my god, yeah. I love that. I've show. never seen it before. What? Oh yeah, my god, so Grace. funny. Yeah, Karen and Jack carried that show. That show would not have lasted as long without them. Oh my Karen God, is awesome. my spirit animal. I say. <laughs> it really is, but it was groundbreaking for its time. It really was. Okay. Um, and a lot of people think that the the positive gay movement was due to that show because it was something wow. that was never done before. Right. Yeah. yeah. That show is so funny. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So well, we appreciate you, you guys. Ma'am. Thank you so much. I really oh, yeah. appreciate this. And like I said, I'm I'm honored and I'm totally jazzed that I got to talk to you guys. All right, Ben. Well, right, we guys. appreciate this and uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Well, it's probably morning almost. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> is. Yeah, it's getting there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll let you go. <laughs> All right, guys. I will be I will be doing more on the uh, Facebook. Nice. Trying that to works. Be awesome. As childish as possible. Not for <laughs> that works. Yeah. All right. It's funny. Well, enjoy your night. You too. And keep smoking. Keep smoking. (laughs) Nice. See ya. Bye, guys. Bye. But that was a fun time. That was great talking to Ben. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of. It was a lot of. 
I learned a lot about Ireland. I did. Mm. And I, I was super nervous before that interview. I don't know why I was so nervous. Um, mm. But yeah, it was, as soon as we started talking to Ben, it's like, it's like he, we had been friends for a long time. Like, I don't know if you yeah, felt yeah, that way. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah for yeah. Sure, sure. So that was cool. Yeah, it was real cool. Yeah. Real cool. All right. So you ready to get back into this? I am ready to get back into this. Aww. All right. So when we left off, Blanche had just found out that her brother is not only gay, but is getting married to his now fiance, Doug. Hmm. Will Blanche finally come around or will this be the last of Blanche and Doug's relationship? Oh, shit. Well, let's get back in and find out. Scenes of all. At the banquet, we see Dorothy and Sophia sitting at a table with Clayton and Doug. On the other side of the room, we see Rose with her adorable shoulder pads that make her look so damn good. Sitting by herself and you're an ice sculptor shaped like a dolphin, which only adds to the beauty that is Betty White. See, I told you, shoulder pads are all depending on who wears them. That's true, yeah. That's true. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She sits at the table preparing for her award. She's <laughs> saying the winner of tonight's volunteer Vanguard award is Rose Nyland. The crowd goes <laughs> wild. She looks out at her fake audience as if in shock stands and says, oh, thank you. Thank you. What a surprise. <laughs> I'm absolutely speechless except for the one that I prepared. She <laughs> then pauses saying laughter from the crowd. As she's practicing her speech, Dorothy and Sophia come walking up, wondering what the hell she's doing, as Rose continues saying, first of all, I'd like to thank all the little people who have made tonight possible. Thank you, little people. (laughs) She then stops and once again reminds herself, saying, smile for the photographers, wave to the fans. As she waves to her pretend crowd, she turns to see Sophia and Dorothy waving back. As she sees them, she's suddenly embarrassed and stops waving. Dorothy says, Rose, they're about to announce the winner. Rose walks to them and says, I wish Blance would have come to see me and win my award. Dorothy, feeling bad, says, honey, this thing with Doug and Clayton has been pretty rough on her. Rose stops Dorothy and says, just bring me up to speed. It's the brother mayor and the gay cop thing, right? (laughs) Dorothy nods sarcastically saying, that's a big part of it. Rose says, Rose says, I don't see what the problem is. They make a lovely couple. Well, maybe lovely isn't the right word. They make a certain, they certainly make a husky couple. (laughs) (laughs) As Dorothy and Rose walk to the table to sit down, Clayton greets them with ladies. I think a toast is in order. Here's to the woman of the hour. A woman whose grace, kindness, warmth, Hotness, great wreck, nice ass. Oh, sorry. And <laughs> this is Doug. This is uh, oh, Clayton's yeah. toast, not yours. Oh, no, okay. And concern for others is an imp- inspiration to us all. Here's two. But just then he spots his sister and says, Blanche? Rose turns to Dorothy and excitedly says, and he's mad at her. Think of what he's going to say about me. <laughs> Clayton stands to greet Blanche and says, Blanche, you don't know how much it means. But it's cut off by Blanche, who says, I'm not here for you. Mm. I realized that this is very important for Night for Rose. And that's why I came. Just don't mind me. <laughs> As the awkwardness sets in, Clayton lifts his glass and says, to Rose. Mm-hmm. Rose turns to Dorothy, rather disappointed, and says, I like his toast about Blanche better. 
That the look on Dorothy's face when she was waving back was fucking oh, hilarious. I didn't, I didn't notice it. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and did you notice that Rose didn't drink the champagne after the toast? No, I didn't notice that. Mm, must mean she's pregnant. Oh shit! Mm. I didn't think about that. Mm. Mm. Maybe she don't want to get all fucked up and hump somebody. <laughs> um, Rose, do we doing that? Mm. Maybe she was waiting for the toast. Like, it's like why do they always give us drinks and not fucking toast? They said it was a toast. Um, <laughs> look at look at Rose showing that cleavage. I know you noticed that shit. Try act like you don't notice that. I did not notice that. Fuck out of here! You did. I. <laughs> I still don't get the formality and the money spent on the for, for one freaking award. It's one award yeah. and everybody's all dressed up and they rented this place that, you know, it's not cheap to rent out and mm-hmm. you know, all the nice food and ice sculptures. Really? Like even for our company Christmas party, they didn't have ice sculptures. Like, I don't know, especially when that award is for volunteering, like the award itself is based on n- not paying somebody. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Scene eight. Ooh. Suddenly, Sophia gets up to the mic and says, May I have your attention, please? We have now come to the moment you've all been waiting for. But before we hand out the award, I want to thank all those people who made this evening possible, especially my daughter, Dorothy. Dorothy, stand up and take a bow. Dorothy stands up and takes a bow as all the guys whistle and clap. Oh, shit. Dorothy sits down and says, if I'm not mistaken, all the waiters were whistling at me. Blanche, still pissy, says, maybe they never saw anyone eat a steak, <laughs> steak that fast. <sighs> then they asked me how fast can I eat a steak? I thought that was hmm. hmm. Sophia, still at the mic, says, okay, I'm with the award. Rose, suddenly getting nervous, says, oh, God, this is it. Both Blanche and Dorothy wish her luck. Rose closes her eyes and repeats, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please, yes, oh, yes. Right there, oh, shit. (laughs) Sorry, Joyce. Sophia then announces, the winner of this year's Volunteer Vanguard Award is Rose. Rose stands up and shouts, yes. But Sophia goes on saying, hand me that glass of water, please. Water. Rose brings her a glass of water, and finally Sophia continues. She says, Wow, what a surprise. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in history, we have a posthumous winner. Agnes Bradshaw. Oh, I was expecting a a gasp from the crowd, Jimmy. (gasps) There it is. As everyone claps, Rose, who is not clapping, stands and says, It's a fix. She's dead. (laughs) She doesn't need that on her mantle. She's on her mantle. <laughs> That's awesome. Dorothy and Blanche try and calm Rose down, making her sit. They say, sit! <laughs> Sophia goes on. At this time, the awards committee would like to ask Agnes's dear friend and our favorite runner-up, Rose Nyland, to accept the award for her. <laughs> As everyone claps, Rose shakes her head no, not wanting to go up there after the scene she caused. <laughs> Finally, she walks up to the mic and is mesmerized by the trophy that will never be hers. Finally, Sophia slaps her on the arm, snapping Rose out of it. She says, what a surprise. I'm absolutely speechless. Except for the one I have prepared. (laughs) Laughter from the audience. (laughs) What can I say about my good friend, Agnes? 
I'll never forget the last time I spoke to her. She said, Rose, I don't understand you. You work so much harder than the rest of us. <laughs> and I remember I said, well, couldn't this wait just a minute? I'm reading to the blind. <laughs> um. <laughs> so funny. Sophia, seeing this is going south, comes up, takes the trophy and says, that's enough, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> so let me get this straight. Yeah. All those young guys are excited about a date with Dorothy. <laughs> These guys were like in their thirties. I know. Hmm. That checks out. Yeah. That sounds about right. I love seeing Rose pissed. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Um, I thought that they were going to go a different direction, which I kind of wish they would have. I thought they were going to the go the direction where once she's up there, then Rose is suddenly like getting emotional, like realizing that her friend Agnes passed away. You know yeah. what I mean? And that she was going to get up there and, and, and do this incredible speech about how she's going to be missed <laughs> and how <laughs> the people she volunteered for is going to be and how her presence is going to be missed. But instead they do that. Like, I was a little disappointed. I thought it'd been cool <laughs> if they recovered some of that, you know, but whatever. Mm. Well, I probably got a reason why they did it. And I'm going to tell you in a minute. Okay. First of all, so was Dophie, Dophie, so is Sophia a part of this award committee? Like, does she have something to do with Rose winning or losing? Probably. That was kind of a bitch move. She did make her get her water like that. You know, she did that shit on purpose. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like just messing with it because she won. That's how wow. I thought it was going to go. But <sighs> reading to the blind, I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, so. This whole plot line, and especially this scene, right? Um, they stole this from an episode of Friends. <laughs> that checks out. So, Joey was nominated for a Soapy Award for his acting on Days of Our Lives, right. <clears throat> but he didn't win. So, he was actually presenting... No, no. Yeah. He didn't win, so he went up to accept the award for the on the winner's behalf because they didn't show up, right. which was actually played by... Um, What's her name <laughs> that was on Days of Our Lives that did a bunch of other shit, too? Mm -hmm. Yes, you do. I, actually go, I don't know. I don't watch soaps, Tack. <laughs> I don't know anybody on Days of Our Lives that, that went on to do a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, she like hosted like... Oh, Allison Sweeney? Yeah, yeah okay, Allison yeah. Sweeney. Yeah, she, it was her. Um, anyway, so he went up to accept the award on her behalf, and so it turned out... So he turned it into his own speech... But was rushed off the stage. And then, spoiler alert, at the end of it, he kept the award, too. Hmm. <laughs> See? They stole the idea. I don't know how. I don't know how, but they did. Well, it's obvious how they stole it. They watched Golden Girls and got the idea from that. No, no, no. <laughs> Golden Girls stole the idea from Friends. Yeah. Because I'm sure Friends had that written three years before the show started. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Checks out. Yeah. I understand <clears throat> it was probably almost a decade between the two episodes. But I don't, that's why I said, I don't know how, but they did. Well, actually, this is all, I don't know if it was a decade before the episode, but um, I, I definitely know that this was before Friends was a, was a show. Yeah, I know. That's okay. It's, it's part of the joke. <clears throat> much like the honeymooners, how he stole his idea, even though it was impossible. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know, somebody on friends had this idea and they're like in the elevator, like, Hey, I got this, I got this funny bit for a show. Like this dude's going to like be all happy about the war. He's not going to get it, but then he's going to go up and give a speech for some dude that died and, he, and he's going to keep it. And that person's like, Ooh, yeah. 
And he fucking ended up being a writer for Golden Girls. I read that somewhere. <laughs> it's funny. No? Nothing? Hmm. What do you mean? I, I literally laughed and said that's funny. And you're like, no, no <laughs> but, reaction. But you did it like, like you didn't get the joke. Like you didn't understand it. You're like, <laughs> did Did I not get the joke? I mean, let's, let's break it down. <laughs> So, no, my joke was that somebody on Friends had this idea years before the show was written, and somebody on Girl and the Girl. See, I knew oh, you to get all see, pissy I about. It. I knew you didn't fucking understand it. I thought I did, though. I thought I did get it, but then no, it was much deeper than I thought. <clears throat> <clears throat> you want me to react again? No, it's okay. Or do you want to keep all this whole conversation? On the well, okay. It's up to you. <clears throat> all right, scene nine. Rose pleads with Sophia, saying. Oh, but it's so golden. <laughs> Sophia struggles to take the trophy, finally saying, let it go. Come on, let it go. So girls. Let it go, you loser. <laughs> finally, Rose lets go and walks back to her seat. Sophia says, thank you, Rose. Let's all give her a big hand. As she sits down, Dorothy actually being nice for a change says, honey, I'm so sorry. Just then, Sophia comes up and says, uh, Dorothy, I'd like you to meet Irving Capella. He's the one that did the ice sculptures. <laughs> Aren't they nice? <laughs> Irving leans into Dorothy and says, 75% off. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia says, Irving would like to take you out for some cappuccino and salsa dancing. <laughs> Dorothy politely says, maybe some other time. Irving turns to Sophia and says, hey, I thought we had a deal. Dorothy, having heard this, grabs Sophia and says, Ma, what's he talking about? What kind of deal? Sophia says, Pussycat, you know how much I love you. <laughs> but it's cut off by Dorothy, who says, you sold me, didn't you? <laughs> Sophia begins to backpedal, saying, I didn't know what to do. I panicked. I had no budget. Dorothy, realizing she's going to be sore, says, oh, my God. Now it's all making sense. Why the the hat check guy serenaded me with Moon River? Why the chef gave me that large cup of cut of beef? Why the bus mm. boy did that thing with his tongue? Mm. Ma, how could you do this? Sophia, seeing her plan didn't work, walks over and says, Okay, hey Irving. Sorry, our deal's off. My daughter doesn't want to go out with you. Irving pleads his case, saying, but we shook on it and everything. Sophia, trying to make a wrong a right, says, if it makes you feel any better, I'll go out with you. Irving, trying to understand, says, instead of her, I go out with you? Okay. <laughs> Just then a woman in a yellow dress comes over and says, it's so good to see you again, Blanche. She then turns to Clayton and Doug and asks, and who have we here? She extends her hand and says, hello, I'm Susan Dodd. Blanche looks horrified as Clayton says, I'm Clayton, Blanche's brother. And this is Doug. He's my, but before he can finish, Blanche stands up and begins to shout, fire, fire, everybody out. Mm -hmm. Blanche finally calming down and seeing the nasty glare she's getting from everybody says, uh, small fire, it's out now. <laughs> Blanche trying to act like all that shit did just happen, cheerfully says, all right, who's for decaf? <laughs> As Blanche gets daggers from everybody's eyes, Sophia leans into Blanche and says, smooth. <laughs> Clayton, not believing what he just saw, asks, Blanche, how could you do that? 
what did you mean when you told me that you could accept my being gay? Did you mean it was okay as long as I was celibate and it was okay as long as I didn't fall in love? Doug is part of the family, my family. And if you don't like it, mm. you don't have to be a part of my family. Mm. Clayton and Doug both walk out like a motherfucking boss. Bitches only turn up with their friends. I can't make this shit up, bitch. <laughs> Must press the wrong button. As Blanche actually tries to play the victim. <laughs> Dorothy would throw her freaking hip out if she tried to go salsa dancing. Come on. You know she would. Her hips do lie. Just saying. Um, <laughs> do they? they do, yeah. Um, <laughs> Dorothy needs a necklace with that outfit. Because it's just too bare up here. It's just, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Does that guy really think it's a binding agreement when Dorothy herself didn't shake? Like Dorothy wasn't even aware of it. Does he really think that his argument holds water? <laughs> Does he really want to date her that badly? I don't know. But that would be like me shaking hands with somebody saying that I could get a car for free at the car lot and being surprised the car lot doesn't say, yeah, take it. It's doesn't mean it doesn't care. It doesn't matter who you shake hands with. It's dumb. Um Blanche is such a bitch. Like <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, also, I, I really like the way he worded the whole family thing. It's like, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And you notice too, like when, uh, when uh, that guy was like, you know, she was like, well, I'll go out with you. Sophia's like, I'll go out with you instead. And he goes, okay. You see the look on Dorothy's face. She was all pissed. She was like, hey, what the fuck? And like, she was actually offended by that. <laughs> she didn't think her mom could get a date. <laughs> She's like, I can control my gag reflex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take these teeth out? Hell yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Scene 10. Later that night in the kitchen, we see poor little Blanche sitting there wallowing in misery when Sophia comes in and says, Blanche, I've been thinking about Clayton and Doug, and I have a question. Blanche, who no doubt looks at Sophia as a mother figure, braces herself for the talking to that's coming and says, what? Sophia asks, why do men have nipples? <laughs> Blanche shakes her head and says, I have no idea. Sophia asks, you think it's because God has a sense of humor and isn't as uptight as the rest of us? <laughs> Blanche says, it's easier for you to say it's not your brother who's marrying a man. Oh, poor, poor Blanche. <laughs> Sophia says, hey, Dorothy married a man. What's the difference? <laughs> she didn't say that. No, she didn't. <laughs> Sophia says, hey, it's not like my family's guys never kissed a man. Of course, that was business. Although there was this one hitman who always had to have a flower in his lapel and would hold the kiss of death a little longer than it had to. That's probably why he was such a hit. <laughs> never mind. Blanche says, oh, look. I can accept the fact that he's gay. You know, like a liar. <laughs> but why does he have to slip a ring on a guy's finger so the whole world will know? Sophia asks, why did you marry George? Blanche looks at Sophia like she's an idiot and says, we loved each other. We wanted to make a lifetime commitment. Wanted everybody to know. Sophia gets serious and says, that's what Doug and Clayton want too. <laughs> everyone wants someone to grow old with. And shouldn't everyone have that chance, Jimmy?
You can clap when you're in your car and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Blanche leans over, touches Sophia's hand, and says, <laughs> But we're normal. <laughs> That's awful, Tex. That is awful. Why would you make that joke? (laughs) (laughs) It was was written. No. (laughs) Blanche actually says, Oh, Sophia, I think I see where you're getting at. But why Sophia stops her and says, I don't think you do. Blanche, will you marry me? Blanche laughs at Sophia, finally leaning in saying, thank you, Sophia. I need to go talk to them. As Blanche is leaving the kitchen, Sophia says, fine, but I need an answer. I'm not going to wait for you forever. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Sophia was good in this episode. So in that scene, in your opinion... Is Sophia being a smartass or is she actually why? Was there actually a point to that mm-hmm. or was she just being a smartass? I think it was a mixture of both. I don't think she can help from being a smartass, right, but right, I right. think there was actually a moment of clarity, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think she actually had a, a wise moment. Uh, yeah, I think that realized. was all orchestrated. The whole thing about God having a sense of humor and men having no, I think that was yeah. all orchestrated. I think there was a reason for all that. Um, yeah. Like Blanche has never kissed another girl. Um, Blanche looks uh, like she legit was trying not to laugh. (laughs) She, she, cause it, you get the feeling in some of the scenes that Blanche is like the first to lose it. You know, like when, when people break character, like she's the first one and she looked like she was on the brink of it. Mm -hmm. I think B. Arthur is the last one. Yes. If she ever does ever. That's true. (laughs) You can watch some of the outtakes and, Betty White's the last one because there's a couple of times where they've left it in the show because it's so funny where Betty White will go off on a tangent and just start improvising on her own, especially in the Mm -hmm. later seasons. And if you look at Blanche and Dorothy, like they're like crying, they're laughing so hard, but Betty White's like solid in character, like just won't keep, won't let up, just keeps it going. It's funny Mm -hmm. because she saw it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that proposal joke was... Sophie was really good in this episode. Like sure, she yeah. had a lot of uh, <clears throat> unexpected jokes that just <laughs> struck me. Like it was just they were great. She's awesome. definitely well. Rose is the comedy relief too, but she's definitely the comedy relief. They use her <laughs> really wise too because you know when when the tension starts getting too high, they always have Sophia bust out with something that just brings the tension back back down again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, scene you love all. As Blanche leaves the kitchen, she sees Rose sitting on the couch alone. She says, Rose, honey, you feeling better? Rose says, I'm still so ashamed. Blanche sits next to her and says, oh, Rose, nobody will remember you even making that scene. When we left, everyone was still talking about Dorothy leading that busboy conga line. Hmm. Besides, there's always next year. Rose, who looks like she's been crying, says, well, I've made a decision. I'm going to throw myself into charity. I'm going to spend charity? all my free, huh? Who's charity? <laughs> Sounds hot. <laughs> yeah, right. She must be big. Sorry. Um, I'm going to spend all my time making other people's lives better. Hmm. I lost sight of the real goal. It isn't about fancy banquets. It isn't about getting your name in the paper. It isn't about winning the award next year. Blanche proud of Rose says there. Now that's the spirit. 
Blanche then walks back to her room to talk to Clayton and Doug. Rose thinks out loud, saying, it's about getting that dead woman's name off of this. Mm-hmm. She then reaches behind the pillow and pulls out Agnes's trophy. Hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I kind of like Rose having like a dark side. That's Hell pretty yeah. cool. They never explain how Agnes dies. Just saying. Oh, shit. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Rose we, went through all that trouble, and when she loses, she's like, no. Yeah. Remember she fell asleep. She she died in her sleep because she hit it. She, she fell asleep and how convenient the bookmobile or whatever. How convenient. Yeah, convenience. How convenient. I say she cut a brake line. I say she slipped her medicine so she would fall asleep. Mm. How convenient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now Agnes is volunteering for Jesus. Same. Um I think this type of humor is more Betty White than it is the writers. Like nothing against the writers. I don't think they're that funny. I think this is something where like you have to let the queen do her thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's it. That's all. Scene 12. Blanche walks into the room where we see both Clayton and Doug folding clothes to pack their suitcases. See, that's how you know they're gay. Because, like, straight men would never fold their clothes put in a suitcase. They just shove it in. <laughs> they just ball it right. up and shove it in. <laughs> or roll it up. You can save a lot of time rolling up your clothes instead of folding them. Yeah. Blanche says, we have to talk. Uh-oh. Clayton says with a toot. Hell yeah, he does. There's nothing to talk about. Blanche, swallowing her pride, says, I wasn't speaking to you. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. She then walks up to Doug and says, I have just one question for you. Do you love him? Do you love him? <laughs> Do you like him like him? <laughs> Doug, looking upset and nervous, asks, what do you mean? <laughs> Blanche begins to explain, well, you see, he's my baby brother. And I've always felt it was my responsibility to look out for him. <laughs> so I can't just let him get married to just anybody. Oh, shit. So I say to you again, sir. Do you love him? Do you love him? And Doug's like, I don't know. <laughs> so he's breaking. Can you, you leave for a second? <laughs> Just step outside in the hallway for a minute. <laughs> now, Doug glances at Clayton and says, I do very much. No oh, shit. Almost as. M- Almost as much as Tack loved wearing his Speedos on the high school swim team. God, I thought we were going to get through one episode without you bringing up your fucking high school swim team. We get it. We get it. You just want Ben to know you're on the fucking swim team. He listens. He knows. You got to bring that shit up every week. (laughs) Blanche says, well, good, because I do too. Oh, shit. Blanche likes you being on the swim team too. Um, so does Blanche have other siblings? Uh, or is this her only sibling? Because she refers to him as her baby brother. So I'm assuming she has other siblings. Otherwise, she would just refer to him as her brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what normal people do. In my normal, I mean, <laughs> normal isn't like normal siblings. So the Not next me. time you meet with your family, mm-hmm. it's it's was it Jenny that's younger? Yeah. You have to refer to her as your baby sister. You have to look at her. Yeah, you have to greet her like that and be like, hey, it's my baby sister. 
No, no, I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to walk in on Sunday because we have a get together. Right. I'm like, hey, there's my baby sister. You look as beautiful as ever. And if and she I'm doesn't get the reference. On both sides of her face. If she don't get the reference, you have to look and go, I thought you were a Golden Girls fan. Mm-hmm. And, he, and when she tries to talk, be like, no, 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 we're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> like, hi, hi. And start talking to her. Every time she tries to talk to me, like, no, hi, hi. Yeah, you got to do that. And we say, hi, hi, stop holding my hand. Hi. <laughs> you are not a golden girl. <laughs> Scene 13. Still in the bedroom, Clayton then puts a stop to this pointless conversation, this shenanigans, mm-hmm. and asks, do you mean that, Blanche? Because Doug loves me for what I am. Not for what he wants me to be or wishes I were. Mm. Blanche trying to keep this lighthearted chuckles and says, <laughs> I guess I deserve that. But Clayton still serious says, I guess you do. Mm, shit. Yeah. Blanche, perhaps seeing that her brother is genuinely hurt says, well, Clay, this is very difficult for me. I still can't say I understand what you're doing, but I do intend to try to respect your decision to do it. I want you to be happy. Mm. Clayton making sure Blanche knows where he stands says, I am happy. Blanche. Blanche smiles and says, I know. <laughs> Clayton, not one to let shit go, asks, so are you telling me you are ready to have a brand new brother-in-law? Blanche, never thinking this day would come, says, I suppose I am. Her and her brother hug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As they hug, Blanche says to Doug, now look here. Now he's not perfect. He has a stubborn streak and a bad temper and a very bitchy sister. (laughs) (laughs) Doug cuts her off and says, and he snores. Mm -hmm. Blanche and Clayton just stare at Doug, (laughs) not believing what they just heard. Finally, Blanche says, that'll just be our secret. She then motions for Doug to join in as she becomes the cream filling in a big gay Oreo hug. (laughs) So, I'm not happy with this apology at all. No, no. That wouldn't satisfy me if I were Clayton or Doug. They seem nope. to be like, okay, well, that's good enough. We're all one big happy family now. <laughs> like, no, like, she's still, like, that's still, she's still not accepting it. Like, she's literally <laughs> she's saying, if, the, if this is what you choose to do, because it's a choice, right. then okay, you know, I'm still not happy about Blanche it. Blanche is like, come on, you know what I meant. And that's, that's her idea of apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was not a satisfying apology no. or ending to this episode at all. Blanche <laughs> like, is such a bitch. <laughs> you better get your sensitive gay ass over here and give me a hug. Gonna shut the fuck up. God. Um, what's ironic is Clayton's happy. It's Blanche that's not happy. You know mm-hmm. I mean? Because Blanche is like, I just want you to be happy. Well, bitch, he's happy. <laughs> you're the one that's not happy you're the only one that's not happy Dorothy's happy Rose is happy Sophie's, everybody's happy except for Blanche yeah she's trying to say she's thinking of him sorry I just don't like her attitude yeah no <sighs> that's the end of the episode that's the end of the episode that was a good one <laughs> yeah it was that oh, was a, a good one, one. so I have an email to read oh, shit Mm-hmm. All right. So this email comes to us from Jill. Oh, Jill. Mm, yeah. She says, 
Dear Tech and Jimmy. Oh shit, we're in trouble. What do we do? We can change. Just don't stop listening to us without <laughs> giving us a chance. Hello. Hello. I hope that both of you are doing well. I wanted to follow up the questions you had regarding my last email. Oh, okay. Okay. TV Land is a separate channel from Nickelodeon slash Nick at Night. Oh. I thought they had merged. Right. Yeah, that's what that was our question. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also think Nick at Night still exists in some capacity. Okay. However, it pales in the comparison to the Nick at Night of the 80s and early 90s. Okay. I, I would probably agree. Of course, I was a fan of You Can't Do That on Television. Hell yeah. Who wouldn't be a fan of Kevin Kubeski? Kubicheski. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yep. Lisa Ruddy. Yep. Ruddy. Yep. And of course... Christine McGlade. Damn, look at you. Oh, yeah. AKA Moosey. Moose. Well, yeah, Moose, Moosey. Yeah. However, the guy who's played Ross and the other adult male roles mm-hmm. kind of creeped me out as a kid. <laughs> yeah, he kind of had a pedophile way about him. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> he reminded me of Schneider from One Day at a Time. Mm, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the woman was cool. The lady that played the mom, she's pretty cool. Yeah, or the teacher or Mm -hmm. whatever. (laughs) Anyway, she ends by saying, as always, take care and keep smoting. Mm -hmm. Jill. Oh, thank you, Jill. We appreciate you clarifying all that stuff. That's cool. Nice to meet another uh, fellow um, you can't do that on a television fan. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Ben, now you guys know Ben is a fellow you can't do on a television fan. Yeah, we were just talking about that Hell earlier yeah, tonight. We Hell yeah. That's funny. Hmm. All right, Joe. Well, we appreciate the email. It's we good do. to hear from you, as always. Mm-hmm. You know what we did here? We had a good time tonight. Remember, we do love these shows. It's all about the good times and the laughs. It is. And we would also personally like to thank our producers on Patreon, because without you guys, this wouldn't be possible. And of course, we're looking at you, Jimmy and, Jimmy and Jen. Jen. Jimmy, Jenny and Jim. <laughs> We're looking at you, Jenny and Jim. Not, and once again, not everyone is named Jimmy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We're looking at you, Jenny and Jim, but you guys are going to have to share the spotlight this week. Oh, shit. Because we have a new Patreon subscriber. A new producer? I'm so, a new producer. Producer Glenn. I don't know if that's Glenn, 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 or just another Glenn. If it's Glenn or the Glenn that's so nice you say it twice. <laughs> so uh-huh. so Jenny, Jim and Glenn of course we always give Jen, we'll clue Glenn in case he's he's newer to the show uh, we always <laughs> give Jenny and Jim a shout out because they were the first ones that took a chance and became a uh, producer and we will always appreciate it uh, uh-huh. but also we're kind of starting a, some newer things with the, the Patreon uh, do you want to yeah. touch on that? Sure so lately last week and also this week we're going to be releasing full interviews with the people that we have as guests on the show I'm at the and pictures f- like the nudie pictures Oh Jimmy dude oh, was I not supposed to send that I thought dude you sounded serious uh, oh that was a joke oh uh, we'll just delete them guys if you're listening right now the producers yeah. have them and that's know what the producers do when they get nudie pictures that's true yeah they go fucking crazy mm-hmm. especially Pepe. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, Pete. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but we've been releasing audio, like full interview audio for the producers only. Yeah. I mean, we're not, it, it, I know the last two weeks in a row we've had interviews and this isn't like a new thing. Like it's not. No, no. It's just coincidence. It's just coincidence. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but we are kind of we we do have some ideas about releasing content for the producers. Um, yeah. So yes. So um, producers, uh, keep an eye out for that, uh, and yep. Let us know, obviously, how you like it or dislike it. And uh, same format as the show. Feel free to reach out and say something. Uh, so, yeah. So, stay tuned for that. Indeedy Hebe. It's homework assignments. Check out the website at www.averybrittypodcast.com. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, CastBox, or Audible. Tell two friends about the show. But if you don't have two friends, if you don't have two friends, then go to a gay bar and make friends with yeah. a gay person and tell them about the podcast. That's true. Send an email to the show, just like Jill did and tell us how you like, or just like the show at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in the conversation and the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. Check out our Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook. This is where you can get real-time updates about whether the show is going to be late or we're going to skip a week or something like that. That's where you'll find out. Mm-hmm. Go check out the Retro Network at theretronetwork.com. Check out our shop with our affiliate link at com slash shop. Check out our T Public merch store. Link is in the description of this and every episode. And also, we have the clap. We do. I mean, yes. I'm sorry. We're on Clapper app. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's duh. Sorry, yeah. That's, but, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> and you can check us out there at Everybody Podcast. Yeah, we got that cleared up years ago. Uh, <laughs> but most importantly, go check out some iconic tech classic television. Mm-hmm. And Tack here mm-hmm. is going to tell you what to watch next, Tack. All right. And oh, thank you, Jimmy. After entering all of our data you're, you're, into you're, our, you're, you're welcome, Tack. Okay. After entering all of our data into our randomizer three thousand, which we're actually going to use this week, mm. it will randomly pick the next episode for us. Engage. So on the next episode, we're going to be doing good times. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that show. Really? Mm-mm. I'm not sure. I, I, I know I've seen bits and pieces when I was a kid, but I don't know if I've ever sat down and watched a whole episode. Right. Anyway, mm. we're going to be doing season four, episode 19, entitled The Stormy Relationship. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And here's what this one's about. It says, Florida confronts Michael's boss at the hardware store after she learns that his atheist views are negatively influencing her son. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And Good Times is available to stream on Peacock. P what? Peacock. <laughs> Peacock. <laughs> Peacock. Yeah. That'll be fun. That'll be interesting. No, um, that'll be fun because we haven't we haven't done that show in a while. We haven't done it at all. We haven't done it at all. Sorry. I mean, I <laughs> I, I want to say I've seen an episode. It's like I keep saying my my siblings were into old shows like that. My brother, that's definitely a show my brother Rick watched. I remember yeah. him watching it. Mm-hmm. And I know I've seen it. It might be one of those things where when I see it, I'm like, oh shit, this yeah, of course I've seen this. So hmm. yeah, yeah, it'll be. I just got another text. 
Oh, shit. Okay. It says, they want to know if I'm allergic to cat fur. I don't know what that means. Allergic to cat fur. Well, no, you have cat. You've had cats before. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Actually, it goes on. It says ingesting or otherwise. I don't know. That's weird. Hmm. Okay. Hold on a second. All right. I I just got a text. Let me check. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. It's asking me a question too. What is it? I don't recognize the number. It's asking. It's asking if I have trouble removing Sharpie from the area between my balls and my asshole. Why would somebody ask me that? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, you never asked anybody that. Ogre. <laughs> you know, how am I supposed to know? I don't write on my taint with a, with a Sharpie. <laughs> you know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, there was that one time where I had to remember to get something when I came off from work. <sighs> so... I want to thank Ben one more time for spending some time with us and hanging out. Hell yeah. That was a lot of fun. I feel, I feel like we have a new friend out there. Mm, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was a good, ep- that was a good interview and uh, yeah, so that was fun. Yeah. Good recommendation of an episode of Golden Girls too. Really funny. It was. Yeah. It was a really funny episode. Um, so unless you have anything else. Um, nope. I do not. Nope. In that case, I've been Jimmy. And... I've been Tack. And this has been a very Brady podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.